Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 30th, 2019. I'm teaching a series entitled The Power of Fellowship. This is part 72 of the series, 72. So I've been teaching this for a while. The title of today's message comes in the form of a question. The question is, can we be one? Really? I mean, we've been looking at the fact that Jesus prayed for us to be one. So can we be one? Of course we can. We can. We can do all things through Christ. So we've been looking at John 17. I want to go back to it again this morning. <clears throat> We're going to look at verses 20 to 26 from John 17. In Jesus's prayer, this is what he prayed. He's praying to the Father. He says, I pray not only for these followers, but also for those who will believe in me because of their teaching. He says, Father, I pray that all who believe in me can be one. He says, you are in me and I am in you. So I'm praying for them to be one in us. And then he said this. He says, then the world will know that, that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me. And I gave them this glory so they could be one, just as you and I are one. He says, I will be in them and you will be in me. So we will be completely one. And then the world will know that you sent me and that you love them just like you love me. He's saying, man, the world is going to know that Jesus is real. The, the world is going to know that there's a God when we all come together as one. Jesus prayed for his believers to be one. He was one with the Father. The Father was one with him. And he prayed that we would be one with them. But my question is, are we doing that though? Are we really fulfilling this prayer? And I don't want to be negative because I'm not a negative person, but I am going to highlight a few things that I'm led of the Holy Spirit to highlight this morning, things that we need to address. I just want to identify them, things that we've allowed to cause separation between us as believers, and let's address them. I'm going to talk about doctrine, I'm going to talk about race, and I'm going to talk about offense. And let's address these things and believe God to overcome them. So what does this mean to you today? On this Friday morning, as we seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Let's deal with these three things. Three things to share with you. Here we go. Number one, as followers of Jesus, many of us, myself included, have allowed doctrine to keep us from being one. Let me, let me explain what I mean. So Jesus prayed for all his believers to be one. But when you think about it today, you can make the argument that Baptists, Catholics, Methodists, Anglicans, Holiness, Pentecostals, Word of Faith, Church of God, Church of Christ, Church of God in Christ, and many more, right? All these different denominations, we're not one. It's, it's like we've allowed doctrinal differences to keep us apart. And I'm sure that this is both displeasing and disheartening to God. And it's time for this to stop. If Jesus came back, he would be confused, right? Because this doesn't look like what he created. I mean, when he created, it wasn't that at all, you know? And so he was like, man, what, what's wrong with these people? We're arguing over stuff that we're majoring on the minors and not... And, and we're minoring on the majors. So like, for example, doctrinal differences. Some Christians baptize babies. Others don't. Some sprinkle when they baptize. Others immerse. Some believe in tongues. Some believe in miracles. Others say, well, those things passed away. Some worship on Sunday. Others worship on Saturday. Some are real loud. Others are quiet. Some dance. Others sit. <laughs> right? And I could go on and on. Some clap on the first and third beat. Others clap on the second and fourth beat. And honestly, none of this matters, right? At the end of the day, we're not talking about major stuff. We all, think about it, we all believe in Jesus. We all believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, 
that he lived a sinless life, that he died on the cross for our sin, that he was raised from the dead with all power in his hands, and that he's coming again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and that of his kingdom there shall be no end, right? So if we have all of this in common, then we have too much in common to be uncommon with one another. So please don't allow the name on your church or the style of worship that you that you have you know, to divide you from other people. That's just ridiculous. If, if you're covered by the blood of Jesus, if you're born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, then you're my brother. You're my sister. That's it. Let's all be one, just like Jesus and the Father were one. That's what he called us to do. Let's stop majoring on stuff that, that, that at the end of the day, in God's eyes, is just not that important. We can have doc doctrinal differences. We may have practice, you know, differences in practice, but at the end of the day, we have Jesus in common, and that should be enough. Number two, as followers of Jesus, many of us have allowed race to keep us from being one. And I know people don't like to talk about this, but let, let's talk about it just briefly. So I grew up in a segregated environment. Not, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but I was a product of my environment, just like most people are. So I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn, and East New York, Brooklyn in the 70s and 80s were filled with black and brown people. And we, at least where I was, we didn't really have any Caucasians. And, and, and we were, because of our environment, racist or prejudiced towards Caucasians, and they were towards us. Like if we messed around and walked into the wrong neighborhood, I remember one time we were walking and me and a group of guys, we went into Canarsie and, it, and things got real ugly, right? So if you walked into the wrong neighborhood, when I was growing up, Things will get real ugly. And a lot of times it was really based on race. Now, I saw firsthand how ugly racism is. And I got delivered from racism um, because of an ugly event that happened in Howard Beach, Queens. Um, this happened in, in the 80s when I was in high school. And, um, and so I, got I saw how ugly that was. And I got delivered from racism because of it. I'm not, I don't have time to get into the whole incident. But there was something big that happened in Howard Beach, and, and, the, and the, the young man that went to jail, John Lester, I worked with him at the Lindawood Diner in Howard Beach, Queens. And so I saw what happened. I saw how ugly it was. I got delivered from racism before I gave my life to Christ. So you can only imagine a young Christian, a young believer, Rick Pina, I give my life to Jesus. Now I'm born again. I'm covered by the blood. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm fully accepting of my brothers and sisters in Christ. And now, then I, I saw racism in the church. And, and that hurt me. I mean, that really, really hurt me. I was like, how can you, what? The last place I expected to see racism was in the church. And, but, but unfortunately, 11 o'clock Sunday morning, I'm talking about the United States, 11 a.m. Sunday morning is the most segregated hour in the United States, period. We can work together. We can play together. We work out together. But when it comes to worship, we just go our separate ways. Now, and it shouldn't be. Now, I, I, I'm saying, okay, well, hold on, Rick. You said, there's some multicultural churches. There's some multi-ethnic churches. And I got it. And there should be a lot more. But Jesus prayed for us to be one. So let's put our prayer in action. Yes, multicultural, multiracial, that should be the norm. But it's not. It's just not the norm in this country. And, and let's do something about it. Let's believe God for us to come together as one. As God's children, Jesus prayed for us to be one. It's time for us to be one, right? Period. You got it? All right, number three, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, which actually leads is a good segue to my third point. As followers of Jesus, many of us have allowed offense to keep us from being one. So the Bible teaches us 
not to offend others. And I got it, right? We, we should not cause offense. Woe unto him who causes the offense. I got it. But it also teaches us not to be easily offended. This series is about fellowship. And unfortunately, many believers fail to have and, and enjoy true fellowship because they've been offended. They've been offended in the past and they refuse to get past it. And they walk around with offense in their heart. Now, I'm not making excuses for the people who cause the offense. I got it. They need to address their ways and they do. But my focus this morning is on the people who choose to remain offended. And, and that's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice, just like not forgiving and maintaining a root of bitterness in your heart is a choice. So whether, let me say it this way. Whenever we have an altar call, I'm at church, finished preaching, and the Holy Spirit says, okay, well, call for people to the altar who need to forgive someone, who have bitterness in their heart, right? If you need to forgive someone, come up here for prayer. Every time that altar call is made, the altar is packed. And I don't know why. I don't know why people are walking around with bitterness in their hearts. Uh, there are people right now, even watching this video, who are walking around years ago. In some cases, things that happened decades ago. In some cases, I've prayed for people at the altar that are upset with their father, and their father's dead. And they're walking around upset with somebody who's not even on this planet anymore. And I'm talking about people who love God. I'm talking about people who are in church every Sunday. So this should not be you. This is not the will of God. If this is you, it's time to open up your heart to forgive and to let it go and God, allow God to heal and mend your heart. Unforgiveness has been said. It's like drinking poison and then expecting the other person to get sick. <laughs> the only person you're hurting is yourself. The other person, in many cases, is not even thinking about you. They already went on with their life. They, they, they don't even know that you're upset. They're like, what? You're still upset about that? People come and say, well, I need to, I, I need to address this thing. You know, like, you know, four years ago, you did this. What? I mean, I, I've had people come up to me in church and say, I need, I, I need, I need you to forgive me. For, for what? Well, I've been walking, you know, I don't know, three months ago, you walked past me and you didn't hug me. And, and, and I've been upset with you the whole time. And, and the Holy Spirit prompted me to, to say, you know, to get this result today. And every time I look at you, I'm upset. What? Are you crazy? I mean, what are you talking about? Like, I mean, I don't know why people choose to do that. This is not the will of God. For us, I'm talking about fellowship. For us to have true, meaningful relationships, which God wants us to have, we can't be offended and then walk around with offense in our heart. Just looking at people, you know, that, mm, upset with people. Why? Let it go. I mean, God can heal your heart. What if God did that to you? God is supposed, we're supposed to treat others the way God treats us, right? And so God is quick to forgive. We're supposed to be quick to forgive. Fellowship is his desire, his best. It's time for us to stop all of this offense and stop walking around with a root of bitterness in our heart. Amen? All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice this Friday morning and say this. Say, Father, you sent your son Jesus to unify the world. Blacks, whites, Hispanics, and Asians, rich and poor, young and old, male and female, have all accepted Jesus as Lord. Now, Jesus prayed for us to be one, just as you were one with him. I declare by faith that we are. I will do my part. I will get past whatever is dividing us so we can be united in you. I refuse to harbor bitterness or unforgiveness in my heart. 
I am quick to forgive, always willing to love, and open to having true fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. May we all be one, just as you and Jesus were one. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, I love you. You know God loves you, and God wants us to be one, just as he and the Father will. Also, I want to make sure that you know that we have an app in every app store. Search for Rick Pina or Rick and Isabella Pina Ministries. We have a website, ripministries.org and todaysword.org. We have a YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Listen, we put all this stuff out there. We just want you to be who it is that God has called you to be. Everything we share, we share for free. And we do want you to partner with us, though, to do what it is that God has called us to do. So if you're led to partner with us, do that. All donations in the United States are tax deductible. Um, as we enter into this weekend, I just pray that you open up your heart to be one. That some of the things that I covered today, maybe something rubbed you, you know, rubbed against your heart as I was sharing it. And that's something that you need to address. Why? So we could be one. Just as Jesus and the Father were one. Do me a favor. Share this message on your social media right now, on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing day and a, and a great Memorial uh, Labor Day. I'm sorry, not Memorial Day. Labor Day weekend. God bless you.